Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Volume. Hey, what's up, y'all? T-Bob here reminding you that you can come hang out with me and Aaron Murray live on AMP Monday through Thursday. AMP is a new live radio app. You just download it from the Apple Store. You can actually call in, text in, chat with us directly during the show. It's a ton of fun. We're at Snaps, right? Snaps, your favorite college football podcast. At Snaps, Monday through Thursday, 1 Eastern, New Central, on AMP. Download it and come hang out with us today. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into Snaps here on AMP. We are live every single day. Started about 2 p.m., 1 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central. Yeah, that's how it works. And uh, I don't know, around 40, 45 minutes nowadays, and it's a lot of fun. So come hang out with us here on Snaps every single day, uh, live on AMP, or you can always subscribe to YouTube.com slash at Volume Snaps. And uh, get all our content there. You know, the full show, individual segments, shorts. Everybody does a really good job breaking all that out. And uh, wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify. What's up? T-Bob Abe here. Joined, as always, by Aaron Murray. What's up, Aaron? Nice hat, T-Bob. Nice hat. Happy happy Tuesday. Uh, go yeah. get the merch. They're pretty awesome hats. They, they're very nice hats. Look at us. Yeah, good company, nice. man. We're here. You know what? You look so cute today. Can, can we make a kiss? Come here. No, no. God damn it, Aaron. This what is I why do? we repped it before the show. You didn't lean in. You just turned your face sideways. So, ah, yeah, there we go. That was better. That was better. Uh, you'll have to watch on YouTube if you want to understand whatever just went on. It just, was very just, Island Boys. Think of the Island Boys. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Fluffy, fluffy, nicely bearded men, um, virtually kissing. Somebody go ahead and uh, Photoshop me and Aaron's face on the Island Boys making out, please. Uh, thank you. All right. Uh, we got a big time show planned for you today. Uh, we got a little Michael Orr update after yesterday. Not going to spend that long on it though, just to be clear. Um, I just have some more context. I think I want to add and talk about. Uh, we're going to discuss something that we meant to get to yesterday, but then is it title or bust? 
for the Michigan Wolverines this year. It's Tuesday, which means I have another tier list for you this time. Um, big brain here. I, I, I took next year's SEC and Big Ten, but put them in tiers based on how I think they'll do this year. So it's kind of a exploration in just how powerful these two conferences really are when you think about the teams we're going to watch this fall. And then uh, probably at the end, Bruce Feldman has his freak list come out, which always has some interesting nuggets in it that I think are worth mentioning. Aaron, what's up, dude? How are we feeling today, man? Feeling good. Ready to go. Tuesday, football. Um, and I, I, got, I got some beef with your tier list, so I'm kind of excited to kind of rip you to shreds a little bit. Speaking of lists... We're coming out with our QB list possibly tomorrow. Uh, yeah. But one of our, um, I saw a list today of SEC quarterbacks, like a, a ranking from one to 10. Oh, where was Kind of commented on my Twitter, so go check it out. It was awful. Some of these lists are just atrocious, I must well, say. Well, I mean, look, I mean, as we, you, I, I don't want to get into the SEC quarterback ah. thing right here, but we kind of stumbled into it this oh. morning, and it, I think the waters are kind of muddy. I, I think the waters mm. are a little muddy, but, but, I guess we'll save for tomorrow. Um, real quick here. So yesterday, if you missed it, blindsided, Michael Orr comes out, sues the Tui family. We talked about it on yesterday's episode. You go check it out. Um, well, SJ Tui, uh, the the you know the son from the movie who who is in college football. Uh, he was a coach. He now runs the collective for UCF. Uh, he went on Barstool Radio yesterday with Dave Portnoy and others, and. Um, he had some interesting comments. You know, I think it's worth a listen in terms of, you know, he did not disparage Michael Ower at all. Um, he maybe offered some, you know, some skepticism about maybe some timeline stuff on when he would have discovered like the conservatorship or something. Uh, but overall, basically said that, look, the family did not make a ton of money off the thing and that and, and he seemed to heavily intimate that there was uh, that there's an Atlantic piece being worked on right now that would i don't know about uh absolve it's not gonna absolve anything what it is going to show exactly how much money they made and he seemed yeah. to think that that was going to paint them in a positive light so again in an effort of giving both sides of the story i would say go listen to the sj2e uh thing if you really want to but how where i came out of it on the other side is that this is starting to feel less and less maybe that it's going to end up being about the money and more about just kind of me, the emotion and the kind of long breakup of what was once thought to be a family unit. I mean, Michael Lowers talked about it, right? His feelings kind of when the movie came out in 2009, we discussed that, how it went to this, you know, it got worse and worse and worse. And it culminates in February, learning that he's not even actually adopted. So to me, like, look, I don't think, I, I think that I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, it's weird. I'm not exactly sure how mad people are going to end up at the twoies, but for me, there's still a couple of critical questions that they have to answer that I still yeah. think that they are deserving to criticism for. One is why did they claim to have adopted Michael Orr when they yeah. clearly or and never officially did? In fact, they pulled a rope a dope, did a conservatorship, right? And then why did they all like have the same agent from CAA negotiate their deals for the movie, but then? They had their family friend who was a lawyer negotiate his, to which he says he has no memory of signing, but I'm sure he did. But still, it's, it's a deal that gave him nothing from the movie. So, so I mean, look, it's, it's, it's greasy all the way around. It's kind of sad all the way around in a lot of ways, too. 
but um, but yeah, so so go listen to SJ Tree update. Sorry, yeah. I, I think I think my my final takeaway too is it's I think you said it's not about the money necessarily for Mike Orr. Like if it was about the money, I'm sure something would have been brought up years ago. You know, he's a guy that played numerous years in the NFL, high draft pick. You know, kind of reason why he never really got to this earlier is, is we talked about yesterday on the show. He his bank account was fine. There wasn't any other need at the time to go back and say, okay, what am I do from essentially being the star of this the, this this movie that about my life? So I do think it is more from someone who bounced around his whole life to feel like he's a part of a family for ones, and now to kind of look at it and say, were you truly looking at me as a, a part of your family? Or are you looking at me as, as a way to make a paycheck, regardless of what the money is, whether it's a couple hundred thousand dollars or upwards of six, seven million dollars? Doesn't really matter. It's still, as in, I'm sure in his shoes, you use me. Yeah, you it's, use me it's for, yeah. for a financial reason. And you, you pull the fast one over my head, and, and it's just, it's sad. It's disrespectful. And I, I, I feel for him. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you. There, there are a lot of questions that need to be answered. First one first. Why was it a conservatorship? Yeah, not adoption paper. Like I want to know that. What was the reason? Why was he not told that? Yeah, I exactly right. And and so yeah, it's it's more about emotional betrayal. It feels like yeah. at the end of the day, and the fact that he kind of hated how that movie was, and they all benefited off of, it and he didn't see anything, which I'm sure kind of. So it it sucks, whatever. Uh, but there's an update to the story. I didn't want to leave new information out just to think that like I wanted to like prove my point or whatever. Um, let's get into some actual college football talk. Uh, the Michigan Wolverines. We talked to Jake Butt the other day. I'm very high on Michigan. I 100% think Michigan is capable of beating Georgia. Again, is that three out of 10 times, four out of 10 times. I, I, I think it's absolutely capable of having, they, they are my pick to win the national championship. So here's the question, Aaron Murray, is it title or bust for the Michigan Wolverines? Well, according to Michigan fans and Ohio State fans, all that really matters is just beating your biggest rival, and and it doesn't matter what after that. Which I I still don't agree with. I think if 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 if, if Ohio State would have won a national championship last year, you know, uh, Ryan Day would have been you know no, but that's the only get out of jail free card. Remember, we said that with Bud the other day. That is, the, I know, if, if you I know lose that game, that is the only way to get out. But once again, I still think fans for both teams kind of use it as an excuse. Well, it doesn't matter because we won our game. It doesn't matter that Michigan didn't win an Addy because now we finally have beaten Ohio State two years in a row. Like, I still think that, like, yes, I think right now for both teams, winning a Big Ten championship is is awesome. It is the second best conference in America. Beating your rival, who is going to be a top five team in America, is awesome. But both teams have done both of those over the past decade. Ohio State's do, done it numerous times. Michigan has now done it back-to-back seasons. I'm not saying that there's a fatigue factor, especially Michigan fans. Like, they're, they're, I don't think there'd be a fatigue factor if 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 you you beat Ohio State, you win the Big Ten championship, you win the first round of the playoff game, yet you lose a national championship to say Georgia, who we anticipate to be that 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 second team in the championship. I don't think it would be a disappointing year. I think they just got to get to the championship game. I don't think it's championship or bust. I think it's championship game or bust in my okay. mind. Okay. You've been to the playoff back-to-back seasons. You got embarrassed by Georgia two years ago. You lost to an inferior team in TCU. Michigan's a better team. You want to talk about putting a team on a field 10 times? You put Michigan TCU on the field 10 times, Michigan's probably going to win that game nine times. Eight, yeah, nine they, times. I mean, um, I'm, I'm, after after how cocky they were and how they kind of got pushed around, I might give them more seven out of mm-hmm. 10, maybe eight out of 10. But uh, but yes, the point is. They're the better team. 
So yeah. I think this year to me is is get to get the championship Monday. That's a successful season. Um, I think expectations are they're good enough to win a championship. There's no doubt about it. Michigan is good enough to win a national championship this year. They are good enough, and and they are good enough to beat Georgia. I don't think it's going to happen. I think there's three other teams in my mind that are more capable of beating Georgia. If I had to pick three other teams, but Michigan could definitely do it. So um, there's a couple of factors though. They got to they JJ JJ's got to take his game to the next level. If he shows me that, he's going to. He's going to. Then, it's not, then, then he, it's he more will. realistic. I already saw it in TCU last year. They're going to build upon that. Uh, I, I, I feel so. I feel confident, dude. Um, I will say, okay, a couple, one thing. Do you like numerology, Aaron Murray? Yeah. Uh, well, Brett McMurphy's been doing a lot of poll numerology, and here's one thing that probably bears mentioning here. Uh, are you looking for your 2023 national champ? Well, history says it's either Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, USC, or Penn State. As since 2004, so nearly 20 years, every national champ has been in the AP top seven, except for Auburn in 2010 and FSU in 2013, who ranked 22 and 11 respectively. Now they both had Heisman, you know, transcendent Heisman quarterbacks. That's how they were able to do it. So I have two questions for you, and I know I'm getting a little off topic here. Uh, well, first is to point out, Look, if it's Master Championship or Bust for Michigan, there you go. They're right where they need to be. But here's the other question. If you look at the AP Top 25, uh, who outside of that top seven can actually win the Natty? Like, if you had to choose one that would do it, who, who do you think it's going to be? And remember, the only two to do it were Auburn 2010 and FSU 2013. So Cam Newton and Jameis Winston squads. Golly. Um, let me pull up the AP. Thank you for, for just completely – Throwing this on me right now. Yeah, I know. Uh, Look, hey, you know, oh, I'm just, sorry. Oh, I don't get any type not of even in the rundown. I, actually have, to use, I actually have to use my brain and like have an actual I'm conversation. I'm not using my brain. I just want to visually see what teams yeah, I right I'm now I think can win it that are outside the top 25, you asshole. Um, no, not I outside think, the top 25. Outside the top seven. Outside the top seven. So from outside Florida the, State on, everybody plays. I think there's two teams that can do it. I think Florida State and Texas are my two that Texas, can do it. Who's never won 10 games? Can I can Texas? I give my reasoning? Who, who, Quinn you, Ewers you is going to be the next Cam. Before you give you? my your rebuttal, you ask me a question. Let me answer the question. <laughs> the top two teams I could do it, and I'm going to give you the reasons why: Florida State and Texas, both because they're in the they're the two worst conferences in America. Okay, Texas okay, I actually worst, like that. Yeah, Big Twelve being the second worst. I mean, if you if you, if I think if we go into the season ranking conferences, SEC one, uh, Big Ten two, mm -hmm. Pac twelve three. Fair. So I think I think getting if you're not one of those in the top seven, in, in and if you're in one of those conferences, I think the chance of getting there are going to be just just too tough. Um, so I, I I do like Texas to win their conference, which then puts them in a situation to be in the playoffs. Yeah. So there yeah, you okay, go. That's, that's the first fair, step. And fair. I like Florida State to win their conference. I think Florida State's the better team of them in Clemson. I think there's still way too many questions about Clemson and the Tigers. So by winning your conference puts you in an opportunity to be one of the final four teams when it's all said and done. So that's why I have those two teams on the outside of the top seven kind of looking in as an opportunity to be one of the final four teams to, to win a championship. All right. Uh, I actually love that logic. You know, I, I should have picked, I, we, we, we posed this question randomly this morning. I should have picked Florida state. I ended up going with Oregon thinking maybe a little Bo Nix magic could happen. But Jordan Travis magic actually makes way more sense 
than Bo Nix magic does. So I think Florida state is my answer that I can agree with you on uh, your joke for Texas. Um, okay. Back to Michigan. No. Okay. Aaron, I think, look, I think that Michigan will, um, that they're my pick to win the net. I think they're going to win the big 10 again. I think they return everybody. I think their offensive line is massive. I think, um, like I said, I'm a big believer that JJ McCarthy is going to take that next to Georgia. Just Georgia, uh, Georgia, Georgia is 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 the bar. Georgia's the back to back national champs. Right now, you put them on a field together. Why are you picking Michigan to win the football game? Numerology, uh, another McMurphy nugget. Uh, Seventeen of the last nineteen AP preseason number one ranked teams failed to win a national title. Only Bama in twenty seventeen and USC in 04 overcame the number one jinx. Uh, so you're going to tell me that. They're trying to do something that hasn't happened 17 in the last 19 team times, and they're trying to become the first ever AP era three national champion in a row. Bro, and, and while getting rid of a quarterback in sets of who looks awesome, it's everything I've said. It's just not going to happen. You'll come in second, most likely, according to history. Where's Michigan better than Georgia? Uh, Break the two in the, teams in the national where championship. They, where are they better, player for player? Where's Michigan's strengths over Georgia, besides, besides the running back position? Quarterback, JJ McCarthy over Carson Beck. Absolutely take that. One's played for national championship. One hasn't played. Um, running back, I'll take Blake Corum out of that group. Or one has actually played in an Addy, one hasn't. No, no, no. Carson Beck does not. Yeah, wow. Okay, come on. So if you're going to count, so you're going to try to see, that's how you know you've lost the thread. You're trying to argue Carson Beck experience over J.J. McCarthy experience. I know I made a mistake. You're right. I'm making money. Yes, I'm making fun of you. I apologize. I was wrong. Uh, Played playoff, right? No, so look, I I think they're better at quarterback. I think they're better at running back. I, and and then I can't pretend to actually, like, I, I would need to look at both lines and see how I really felt. I think the, line, the, the lines are a toss-up. They're the best two offense lines in America. I think George obviously is the best tight end in America. I would get favored yes. Georgia with the receivers. Um, defensively, Georgia's, I would say, an edge over the defense. I mean, um, I don't. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't know because everything I read about. Everything I read about they're both uh, the top five defenses. Michigan is insane. Like, like yeah. okay, so Bruce Feldman came with that Freaks article. Uh, Michigan has this cat, Chris Jenkins. These, these, this was crazy. Both these guys I'm about to talk about are three star recruits. We don't need volume. Thank you, bro. So this guy, Chris Jenkins, we're watching on YouTube right now. Aaron, he's doing a Turkish get up with a 175 pound dumbbell. 175 pound dumbbell and Turkish get up y'all is where you hold your locked out arm holding up the dumbbell you stand all the way up with it over your head you lay all the way back down never breaking your elbow I really I don't know I don't have the verbal skill to communicate like how freakish that is but the, this is more I did, I, did, I did Turkish get up this morning with 25 pounds I'm okay gonna... exactly yeah. 175, <laughs> 175. <laughs> and last year this cat led the led all of college football in run stops, scored a pro football focus. Um, he was 285 last year. He's 307 now. There's 32 reps, 220. He does pull-ups with a hundred pound weight on. God. Um, and Harbaugh said he's a mutant of all mutants. He just keeps going and going. He's number one in our KPIs, key performance indicators. He's over 300. He's the poster child for enthusiasm, unknown to mankind. Watch him become a top 10 pick. So that's on the D line. I, I think the defenses are pushes. I think you see the two of the top 
five defenses in America this year. Okay, so defenses are pushes, but I think it the quarterback's back better. Like, the that's offense. my reasoning. It, it goes back to the offense. And I'm I don't this. trust your offense. Can you just let me fucking explain? No. It goes back to the type of offense that you need to win a championship in today's game. You're just, you, get, you list it off. Great running backs, great offensive line, a quarterback who we think got better at throwing it, but we really don't know if he has the elite receivers on the outside. That, uh, that, you can't win football games like that today. Yeah, it could get you close. You will not win a championship by just being a team that can ground and pound it. It's not kidding. I think no. That's why I think that's why I think LSU has a better chance to win a national championship. I think USC has a better chance to win a national championship. I think Texas has a better chance to win a national championship. And 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 obviously Georgia's going to be there too. You have to have that type of offense to win a national championship. I think Michigan's going to uh, grow into more of that offense. They're not going to be holding that offense, but they're going to grow more. What receivers? Uh, I don't know. I don't look. I, I, I got. I got to look at their receivers more. I don't know. I know they got Amorian Walker on that defense, a cornerback who I just got to mention this because it's insane. He's six three and a quarter, one eighty, and he ran the three cone drill this spring at a six one zero, which the combined record is six four two, three ten. Mm-hmm. He ran a three eight nine shuttle, jumped forty two inches, four three forty. So look, the the, the point is. Michigan's got freaks. Okay. They yeah. got dogs. Like you said, defensive push, running back better, quarterback arguably better, I would say clearly. But, you know, I get it. You're a little Carson Beck boy. Um, it's just, I don't know, man. I think it's closer than you think. And then, and then, and then, and then it's fucking football. You know, it's the old any given day thing. So I, I like Michigan to win the Natty, dude. But no, if they beat Ohio State and, and win the Big Ten, that's probably okay. But like you said, if they make the championship game, that's probably. Going to be still get one hundred percent approval, but I don't know. I, I think they win it. I think I think Michigan's going to take it home this year. Yeah, I think I I still think that if you beat Ohio State three consecutive years, you're in the good graces of the Michigan fans. Like I, I said it a few minutes ago, there is not a fatigue factor right now of of where you've been over the past two decades, just getting blasted by Ohio State over and over and over and over again. To finally now feel like you own that 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 rivalry, um, I don't think that that diminishes at all. If, if 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 say they lose in the first round of the playoffs again this year, like it would suck and it'd be disappointing. Because what do we say about Michigan hitting the scene? This is Jim Harbaugh's best team. Yeah, you, you've gone there back to back seasons. Now you've you're, you 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 you've positioned yourself where you're at home versus Ohio State, so you get Ohio State at home. You have an incredible roster, a better roster you've had over the past three seasons. There is extreme buy-in from everyone. Like if there was a year to do it, I think that, that to me that's that is the, the the stressing point for Michigan fans. Winning a championship, as we've alluded to on the show, is not easy. A yeah. lot of things have to align. Mm-hmm. Schedule has to align. Staying healthy has to align, and, and obviously having a roster has to be there. Getting lucky breaks. And I think right I mean, now, you're Michigan get lucky is, too. Michigan is, is – is, we don't know about injury, but they've checked off two of the boxes. You get Ohio State at home, and you have an incredible roster. Yeah. So like that is why like you're, everyone's putting their chips in. If there's going to be a year to win a championship, this will be that year. Well, it is, it's, it's, it's interesting you mentioned LSU because I actually do view LSU and Michigan in very similar lights this year yep. in that the stars have aligned – for like if 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 you know if we were at ancient Romans like casting knuckle bones like we'd be good and good we, th- th- there's good omens coming from the yep. football gods 
right? Their their arch rivals are breaking in new quarterbacks. They're coming off of a win off their drive from the year before. Um, when you, like again, I know George is the big dog and the favorite, but like there are key questions there. Working a new OC yeah. quarterback, so like yes, like both Michigan and LSU in sneaky good spots to grab a natty here this year. Yeah. Although who knows, maybe one of them ends up sucking because football's crazy. Um, anything else in Michigan before we get in my team up tier list? And don't you dare! Michigan's America's team. Michigan is America's football team. America will be rooting for Michigan to win a national championship this year. I know Ohio State that makes them sick to their stomach, but I don't know. Yeah, I think I kind of agree a little bit. Um, I, I'm not sick to my stomach. I'm trying to shrink my stomach. Actually, Aaron, you know this. I've been, um, you know, start a little, start a little diet here recently, which has been interesting. Counting macros and whatnot. The only thing that I'm finding trouble with is, um, well, I don't know. It's just the cooking part of it. I got like three kids busy constantly. They just started school. I'm racking up spending too much money buying food like out for lunch every day. Uh, that's why I was so excited. We came to snaps today and check it out, man. We're now sponsored by factor. Hell yeah. So, you know, I know fall gets crazy. Like I was just talking about, you need wholesome, convenient meals for your jam packed days. Factors America's number one, ready to eat meal kit. Chef prepared, dietitian approved, like we were just talking about, ready meals delivered right to your door. You're going to save time. You're going to eat well. Uh, it's going to be great. I'm, I I can't wait, dude. I am really looking forward to it. They got like gourmet plus options. Kind of choose mm. what you want. They got like stuff that doesn't even require a microwave. If you're like running around, you want like light lunches, like grain bowl, salad toppers, whatever, man. It's um, it's actually, it's 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 really cool. And it's funny because yeah. I really am trying to, you know, the, the, my diet's been the last thing that I've really just been playing fast and loose with, and I'm trying to rest it under control. So shout out Factor for joining yeah. Team Snaps, man. Head over to factormeals.com slash snaps50. That's the code snaps50. It gets you 50% off, and it lets Factor know that you came from Snaps. So if you want to help the show, um, first off, thank you, and that's a great way to do it. Snaps50 at factormeals.com slash snaps50. Snaps50 gets you 50% off. Uh, Hell yeah, Factor. Thank you. I look forward to uh, reporting back when we get our first meals. Dude, they are phenomenal. You know who got me on Factor? No. Uh, a Mr. Podcast, Shredded 50 year old Chris Doring. Oh, Factor. okay. Yeah. What? The man His body's incredible. I know. So, Factor's meal, baby. Let's go, Factor. dude. Yeah. Am I going to have abs like Chris? Uh, not going to promise that, but. Uh, you have to, you have to, you have to at least give yourself an opportunity, and it starts with the way you eat. So yeah, get get on the factor. Uh, I will say this: the the the, the macro thing's not so bad. You know, it's been it's been nice so far. Shout out factor factor snaps fifty or no? Did I mess up the code right there at the end? Uh, snaps fifty is the code. There we go. J Lab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLab joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products 
are pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right. Uh, time for another T-Bob tier list Tuesday. And okay, so today I've taken the Big Ten and the SEC as they will look in 2024. And this was not just my work. This is excellent work done by my morning radio show, uh, our morning radio show, that is me and Jake Hester, hosted in Baton Rouge, and our producers, um, Taylor Sharp and Mario Jerez, were key members as well, putting this together. But we looked at the Big Ten of the SC for 2024, and we tiered these teams going into mm. 2023, S tier being the best, then A, B, C, and D. And I want to be clear about this. My belief, and I'm not saying that everybody has to believe this, but this is my belief on how tier lists should work when it comes to making like value judgments about better or worse. I think that by definition, the S tier has to have the least amount and the A tier has to have the second least B tier has. So Aaron, just know anything you want to change because it's a staircase right now, right? Yeah. Most are at the bottom and it dwindles to the top. Anything you want to change, you have to offer a trade here. Otherwise, it's bullshit because it's lazy to be like, I think this team should be in the B and this team should be in the A. And you just put everybody in the B because you all think they're going to be all right. No, you got to make hard decisions. And um, I'm, I'm trying to think about the best way to podcast this. If you're watching on YouTube, it's very easy to see. But tier one right now, tier S, excuse me, we got Michigan, LSU, Georgia, and Ohio State. Four S tier teams going into this college football season. Um. 
I like I like the S tier. I, I I think we're gonna get okay. two Big Ten teams in 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 you know a good chance to repeat essentially what we had last year. If I had to mix it up a little bit, uh, I would switch Ohio State for for USC out. I think Southern Cal wins the Pac-12. I think USC has an opportunity to be a Final Four team, even with a loss. So I think a Pac-12 team with one loss gets in over a one-loss Ohio State team that didn't make the Big Ten championship. Hmm. So that would be my flip. If 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 you're Essentially saying those are your four playoff teams right there, or you're just saying uh, well, those are it's kind of weird because I'm not exactly like, saying those are the four play playoff okay. teams, right? Because you're I just don't saying those think, are the four best teams. Yeah, yes, okay. that is what I'm saying. And, and so then you get to the A tier, which is to me yeah. five teams: Penn State, Washington, SC, Alabama, and Texas. These are teams that I think could be capable of winning a natty. Uh, if things go correctly, like yep. maybe Washington, no, you know, I don't know if Washington has it enough to push it across the finish line, but like Penn state, SC, Alabama and Texas, obviously I think can. Oh. Yeah. I think, you know, I just talked about two teams. Where's, where's Florida state. Well, okay. Again, this is just the sec and big 10. See, in that okay, weird, this felt like the entire country because yeah. that's how many so good teams are. I mean, all the best teams are here. Like, I know. like you can bitch about the birth of the Uber conference, but recognize all the teams we're about to talk Golly. about are going to be playing each other. My apologies. I missed the whole thing that this is SEC. Um, no, I think that looks good too. I think you're a tier. I really first looking at this, I didn't have an issue until we got to the B tier with some of the teams, but I think your first seven or okay. excuse me, nine of the S and A tier look, look rock solid. I know there's gonna be a lot of fans complaining about, you know, Alabama, Alabama, you know, blue chip ratio. They got more essentially blue chip players than, than anyone else on this list. Why are they in the B tier uh, or uh, the A tier, the second tier? What I still don't get the S. <laughs> the S makes no fucking sense to me. It's Japanese. It means special. Okay. Whatever. Um, Wow. No respect. They, they don't have, they don't have security at the positions that you need. Once again, like we talked about Michigan, where you feel good about them heading into the season. Receivers are still big developmental position. Quarterbacks, a big development, development, developmental position. And I just don't, I think those two keep them out of that, that top tier category. So I like where they are in the A category, which is below the S category. You like that. Uh, you, you're, you ever played time crisis, Aaron Murray? Nope. Never. At the arcade where you step on the pedal and you like pop out from cover and shoot and your gun's got a little recoil. Damn, Time Cry's fun mm -hmm. as hell. Right, he has Probably. to have played Time Cry. It's impossible Probably. not to have played Time Crisis. Okay. It's... So okay. uh, you're in an arcade, you have a gun in your hand and you step on, you're stepping uh, on and off yeah, this yeah, pedal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay, okay. Yeah, 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 okay. So yeah, that was my first experience with S. If you get the, the, the top ranked time that you can get the grade at the end that you can get is S. Gotcha. So that's how I originally heard about it. Okay, B tier, Wisconsin, Kentucky, South Carolina, Oregon. Oh, it's so crazy that these are just two conferences. Wisconsin, yeah. Kentucky, South Carolina, Oregon, Oklahoma, Iowa, and Tennessee. I'm taking, I'm, so I'm going to flip right here. I'm taking South Carolina out of the B tier. What? I'm taking South Carolina out of the B tier. Okay. And I'm flipping them with Ole Miss. I'm going to take Iowa out of the B tier. What? And the flip them with AM. Huh. Uh, yeah. I, think I, Ole think Miss, I think Ole Miss and AM, you know how I feel about AM. I think AM is some big movers this year. 
I think they got plenty, plenty, plenty of talent on both sides of the football. I think you'll see them put it together this year. I think Ole Miss is going to be special. I think they'll be better on defense. I think everything I'm hearing about Jackson Dart is he's just been kicking ass not from, from spring to now fall camp. They got the talent around him. They got the best running back in America back there. Uh, I feel better about Ole Miss than South Carolina. I feel better about A&M than uh, Iowa and, and an offense that can't score 20 points per game. So okay, okay. And A&M can only score 21 pump, last year. So Just pump so, the brakes. Pump. Iowa's offense is going to be markedly better this this year. So is AM. We so is forget. A&M. Yeah, I agree. I mean, which I one do you have more? Which do you have more faith in? AM's offense or Iowa's offense? The problem is, I got faith in fucking Brian French to win 10 games. Like I like that's all I know is that you're going to look up at the end of the year and Iowa's either going to be nine and it's going to be nine and three heading into a bowl game. I don't it, know if I can say that about Ole Miss 100. percent I don't know if I can say that about Texas AM 100. percent then I'm confused about the list because you said like the top tier is not the teams that are going to be in the playoffs. Well, I'm just ranking who the better teams right now are. Yeah, and I, I think, think Iowa at the end of the year is going to feel like they had a better season than A&M and Ole Miss did. I think right now A&M and Ole Miss are the better football teams. I'm not going to fault them for being in the SEC West compared to Iowa being in the Big Ten West. I'm not asking for your value judgment rankings, okay? I, or Excuse me. I'm not asking for your like – you you don't get to claim that Ole Miss is better because they're in the SEC if they go like seven and six and Iowa goes I'm not nine claiming. and three. I'm just saying you're you're saying that that Iowa is going to be the better team because they're going to have the better record. Well, yeah, they should have the better record because they're in a shit fucking division in a lesser conference. Big Ten's Put better Miss than you're giving it credit for. Put Ole Miss would Miss not run through that conference. You're crazy, dude. Ole Miss Put would Ole Miss. would not do Put better Ole Miss than Iowa. In, the, in the Big Ten West and Ole Miss is 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 is, is probably going to be in the Big Ten championship. Same with A and M. They would not do better than Iowa. That's that's insane. Um, no, they, they would, would not. Beat Iowa. No Those two Kirk, teams right now would beat Iowa. Kirk Ferentz would fucking dominate Joey Freshwater, dude. Lane wouldn't know what to do when that Hawkeye defense came coming for him, dude. Um, and then did I get anybody wrong in the D tier? So you think A and M and Ole Miss should be bumped up out of the C? Maryland. Well, are, Auburn, you, are you married? Are you married to South Carolina in the in the, in the B? No, no. Look, I think I think you've actually proposed. I think you've proposed. While I disagree on some, I think you've proposed all very reasonable. Uh, Who would you re- switch? Reasonable. So, if you're stuck with Iowa, are you are you more married to Iowa or South Carolina in the B? Um, Iowa. Okay, so who you put in over South Carolina, Ole Miss or A and M? If you had to take, you had to take one of mine. Ole Miss. Okay. I think actually, I think yeah, to your point a little bit there. Um. And then I like Maryland in the sea, Auburn in the sea, Illinois, Minnesota, UCLA. Such a weird conference. <laughs> um, and then in the D tier, Rutgers, Indiana, Michigan State, Purdue, Northwestern, Vanderbilt, Nebraska. Wow. Florida, Mizzou, Arkansas. I didn't want to put Nebraska in the D tier. I was basically forced to out of objectivity. I, I you and I both discussed the SEC West and that Mississippi State was kind of the last team in the SEC West heading into the Bro, season. Bro, I've said I, so I would, much shit about the SEC West. I can't remember. Like My opinion changes by what day it is. <laughs> Recently, I've been thinking Mississippi State's going to be good. I'm uh, like, their defense is going to be salty. They got Will Rogers coming back. I love the OC from App State that they hired. Like, I think, I don't know, dude. I would flip, I would flip Arkansas and Mississippi State. I, I just, I, I think KJ's a beast heading into the season. I think he's going to have a season. You got Rocket Sanders back at the running back position. I think Mississippi State. I just, it's hard for me to feel good about them cowbells until I kind of see what the offense looks like. 
how the pieces that were brought in to run a, a freaking, you know, spread offense, um, now run a more like what what does that look like? How do those guys function? So until I see it, I just can't feel good about it. So I would flip Arkansas and and and, and Mississippi State would be my two flips. Um all I'm gonna say about Mississippi State is remember last year, nobody talks about them all year. And then you look up at the end of the year, who's nine and four and third in the SEC West? Yeah. Mississippi State. I think so. I think there, there there are four teams in the SEC West that we could look up at the end of the season and all of them be nine and four. I, I think they're just it's it's SEC West is just that good this year. I I wouldn't be surprised if I look up and I see Ole Miss is nine and four. I wouldn't be surprised if AM was nine and four, Mississippi State was nine and four. I wouldn't be surprised if Arkansas, if KJ has a a Cam Newton like season. Is somehow finds a way to be nine four. Like, yeah, it just they're all the teams on that side are good. I'd be pretty surprised with Arkansas, but I do. But your point stands. That's why we put them all in the same group. Right, so. well, yeah, uh, I would go. I would if I changed anything here. Looking at it again, I might flip Mizzou and UCLA. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't think UCLA is getting enough love. Oh really? You think UCLA should be in the B? Working in a new Ooh. quarterback? You think freshman Dante Moore's is going to be beast? No, 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 no. I think they're good where they're at. I'm saying you're okay. putting them down. It's kind of where people think that they are. I think they're 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 in a good spot. I think UCLA could crack the top 25 at some point this season. Um, Missouri I, quarterback position needs to get figured out. I don't know if they have the talent at the receiving position. Luther Burden obviously needs to to play a much more pivotal role in the offense. Um, we'll see. But you, you know what they say. Hmm. A bird in the end zone is worth two in the bush. It didn't really land, guys. I apologize. I I, I should have maybe worked it a little bit, uh, workshopped a little bit more. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Um, Yeah, my bad, y'all. Anyway, that's it. That's Tearless Tuesday. Uh, Okay, I'm glad to see that we mostly agree, though. We mostly agree on this. Um, Didn't yeah, Alabama look? I'm sorry you're in second tier, but it is what it is. Uh, all right. Oh, wait, Brum. First off, did we ever find, because I also I'm about to get this Freaks article a little bit, where I'm just giving you some fun facts to close out the show here today. But did we ever find our opening comment of the day from YouTube? I want to make sure that we stay consistent with this. Uh, son of a bitch. Come on, let's uh, just look right now. Yeah, you look, Aaron, while I read some crazy stuff. Or maybe, Brum, you look, because I'm about to have to, because uh, I'm about to blow your mind. Or maybe you look, Aaron. Or actually, you know what? Nobody look, because you both need to pay oh attention. Oh, my God. Fucking pay Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's what goes on in my head oh all God. day. <laughs> we all just got a, a little, little taste of how T-Bob's mind works right there. That's- it yeah, yeah. just never <laughs> ever ends. Um, so the point is, I want you to both pay attention to this because it's going to blow your mind. Bruce Feldman's article, uh, he comes out with this freaks list, top, top 100 physical freaks of the NCAA every single year on theathletic.com. And it's incredible. And it, Okay, my bad. I apologize. Seems like if you're so proud of that, you should have said that when I said it. Um, I forgot that I'm in the side piece. Uh, that's my bad. I'm in the side piece, um, which I guess without context, that sounds weird. That's my notes document. Uh, Josh L five, two, two, seven. 
The dad looks like he wants no part of it, and it was all her doing. But he's married to the crazy witch, so he has to go along with it. What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> what are we that? talking about you and me? Oh, <laughs> okay. That's actually pretty funny. Good job. Um, okay. Bruce Feldman's top three daughters that Brum get the video of South Carolina, Nicole's Harbor ready to roll. And by that, yeah, play it. What? Oh man. Okay. That's cool. Um, well, this doesn't really matter then. Nicole's Harbor, Aaron is six, five, two forty three. Fresh wide receiver for, for South Carolina and runs 23 miles an hour. Yeah. 23 miles an hour. It's 6'5, 243. Uh, whatever, no video. Okay. Kingsley Suamaitia from BYU. I apologize. I probably butchered that. This cat is 6'6, 325. Did not give up a single sack in 361 pass block attempts last year as a freshman. Mm. And. At 6'6", 325, Aaron, this dude clocked 21.8 miles an hour. Ooh, he looks like an athlete. I mean, he 21, looks – 21.8. That's a good-looking tackle right there. He looks incredible. He does. Uh, and, and, okay, do you remember the BYU tackle, Blake Freeland, from the Combine this year? He was 6'8", 302. He's the guy that jumped 37 inches and ran a 4.98. Uh, the mm-hmm. strength coach of BYU said Kingsley's significantly faster than Blake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next on the list, uh, and actually I'm not going in order. I just picked out some stuff that I thought was fun. Cause it's crazy. Harvard defensive tackle, Thor Griffith. You see a guy from Harvard on the list. You're like, Oh my God, what? That's crazy. Now he's six, two, three He's a little muscle hamster, but this motherfucker <laughs> right here named Thor reps two twenty five forty five times and runs a four, nine, five forty. Okay. Get so it has speed, but 40, 45. 45, 225. He's got little arms, though. He's got little tiny arms. He does look like he has short arms, to be fair. Little short arms. Like he's he's doing half the reps of like a normal, you know, big ass dude. Okay. Show my guy Thor some respect for the 49540. But yeah, you're probably right. He's just short stroking. He's short stroking. Uh, well, we would know something about that, wouldn't we? Okay. Show some respect for our King Thor. Um, then from Penn State, you have offensive tackle Olamuya Fashanu. It's only 20 years. Okay, chill out, dude. Fashanu. Whatever. You still you, can't you, say Uyung you, you, you went into it with such confidence. Well, that's <laughs> the only way to do it. You have to try, right? I, I'll never forget my seventh grade science poster. You shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you land among the stars, okay? Wow, so but this cat's the top of the line prospect of the country. He's 20 years old, 6'6", 320, runs a 497. But here's the only reason why I included this guy. His parents were both 5'8". Imagine both being 5'8", and you give birth to a 6'6", 3'20", 20-year-old that runs a 4'9", 7'40", and is the top NFL offensive line prospect. Have we have we done a DNA test to make sure? Um, no, no. But, you know, I guess that's the crazy thing about genetics, just like those outliers have to happen. Yeah. Shout out Olamiwa Fashanu. <laughs> a lot of tough names. That's on me. Actually, almost, except for Thor. Um, I hope everybody has a great day. Thank you all for hanging out. So shout out Factor for joining the squad. I'm very excited. I'm one day away from my own Gran Turismo screener. Let's go. 
look, if you want to help out the show, you can just comment on the videos, like the videos, youtube.com slash at volume snaps, where you can subscribe to the channel. Just keep going. Push towards 3000 Google snaps podcast, wherever podcasts find, uh, found, you can get it there. Um, uh, oh yeah. And then download amp and hang out with us live every single day. Again, 2 PM Eastern, 1 PM central. Very fun. We love doing this show. Y'all thank you so much for everything. Everyone does. Thank you to Ryan Brumley, Pat Gunther, Adam Gracia, Chris Tran, Danny Cardenas. Huge thank you to you, Aaron Murray, a massive thank you most of all to everyone who listens and supports us and hangs out. Aaron, anything to say on the way out? No, no. Uh, happy Tuesday. Another day closer to college football. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Yeah, see you tomorrow. Uh, and on Wednesday's show, we will be ranking SEC quarterbacks amongst other things. So, y'all have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.